Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 130, recorded live on Saturday, December 5th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who can play guitar hero, Dave Play. Hi. The man who can tune a guitar and read tabs just very slowly, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who can put both of us to shame, Mustin. Hi, what's up? I, I think that would be appropriate. That Dave, do you actually play any instruments, or can you play any instruments, or no? Well, I, I played clarinet for two or three years. Yeah, son, that's what but it's all about. Ate it every minute of it. <laughs> really? You didn't get crazy ass like crazy no. boy band ass? No, no, no. I, the coolest thing about the clarinet was you could mimic a lightsaber with it. <laughs> Wait, wait, like holding it like a lightsaber or the noise? No, you could get the, the sound to imitate a lightsaber. It's the uh, lowest note on the clarinet is, is just right there. And you can swing it around and, and it'll shift the noise. So. That's fantastic. No, I, I sang for seven years, eight years, somewhere around there. Straight? Yeah, in the uh, choir, in the high school. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> okay. No, no, I wasn't laughing at you. I was just laughing at myself because I think I'm funny, but nobody else does. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Uh, we, we generally have the same thing. Oh, I'm in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Dave's not that funny. I laugh at Dave in certain situations, though, because that's quite hilarious. Thanks, Andy. No, no problem, Dave. It's always great to have your support. So, for those of you who, um, if the name rings a bell, which it, it does for some of us, Mustin is basically the, or would you call yourself the founder of the one-ups, or are you the creator, or what would, what title would you give yourself? Well, I call myself the manager and leader of the one-ups. So, when did, when did the one-ups first start? It started in 2000, I think. Um, I put together a ragtag team of musicians to record... Costa del Sol from Final Fantasy VII for an album called Project Majestic Mix, a tribute to Nobuyo Iwamatsu. And that was the first recording. Um, and I was the only, I'm the only person that's still in the group uh, from that point where I actually played guitar on that one and had um, a bass player and some other people come in and just do a standard jazz arrangement of the music. So, uh, then it was kind of, you know, it didn't really, wasn't meant to be a performing band. It was a band put together for a recording. And then over time, watching um, other bands like the Mini Bosses and uh, the Neskimos and the Advantage and stuff out there doing the rock thing, nobody was doing anything else except for Select Start, which had a classical thing going. And so I said, well, let's get some of these guys together and, and do something different where it's going to be all encompassing, not just rock and and not just classical grooving, but uh, put a little, put a little dance in there, a little funkiness. Uh, who, who was the, who was the quote that gave you what it was? Um, it was psychedelic George banging a, a super NES. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, from Destructoid. Oh, uh, it was uh, Ernest Cavelli, I think, and uh, it was good. He said, "What is it? Uh, like a, the sound you get if George Clinton banged a Famicom." <laughs> But it's entirely appropriate. I, I just say um, I haven't listened to you for a while because I don't know why in my head, but I had you confused with the Neskimos. <laughs> That's pretty Slight radical uh... difference. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really. I thought it was, I don't know why. I thought you were the Neskimos for some odd reason, and I was like, oh, it's one ups. Oh, I really don't like that. And then 
I, st- I listened again. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm completely wrong. Oh, so you more confused them with us. Yes. I see. No, no we're definitely not them. I, I was. I like those guys. I wish they were still around. I oh, mean, yeah. I guess they are still around, but uh, old, uh, those guys are crazy. <laughs> They're awesome. We hung out with them a couple times. I I remember hearing a story at one point of them going to a party at PAX and bringing literally a suitcase full of booze. <laughs> that must have been the one where we weren't uh, there. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there for that one either, which is sad. But that I, sounds like that. What year did uh, the Neskimos perform at PAX? They did uh, 2005, six, and seven, I think. All right. Did we, you were at PAX this last year, weren't you? No, no, didn't make it this year. Oh, they were there the two years before that. Yes, in the, oh, seven and oh eight. Okay. And the uh, 2008 DVD just came out, and we got a bunch of copies. And nice. If you want to get, if you want to get one cheaper than the thirty dollars at the Penny Arcade store, you can go to uh, oneupstudios.com. That's o n e u p studios.com, and uh, you can buy it there from the store for like twenty bucks, I think. And it's awesome. He's got five friggin' DVDs. So you, we're selling it for us, but you get, you know, which is awesome. Like the quality on this one, uh, the video was awesome. The audio was awesome. On 2007's DVD, it wasn't too great. But um, no, it wasn't. You, on the 2008, it's awesome. Plus, you get Jonathan Colton, uh, the mini bosses, Freeze Pop, all these bands, and then all the Penny Arcade stuff that happens to, like the Q&A panels and blah, blah, blah. The Omegaton. So Did you watch uh, the Omegathon either year you were there? Uh, no, I didn't really get a chance. In 2007, my uh, one of my best buddies was in the Omega as an Omega Um He actually turned it down at first because he didn't know what it was because he's an idiot. And uh, the guy on the phone was like, "Seriously?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to do it." And it's like, no one's ever turned this down. <laughs> And once he realized what was going on, he he got with it. But I mean, the guy can't. If it was if it was Super Mario Kart, he would have won, hands down. But you know, I think he lost during Jenga because he's an idiot. That was actually uh, the year I was in Omega Knot. Yeah, yeah. So I might have played Jenga with him. Yeah, his name's Carlito. Yeah, I think I I, I remember him. Actually, he and I went out to lunch a couple times. Oh yeah, he uh, he is pretty bad at games except for Super Mario Kart. He's the <laughs> only person that's like always better than me. I suck at video games. I really do. I mean, I play in this video game band and I love it and uh, I love the music and I love the games, but I'm just terrible. Except for Super Mario Kart. I will destroy you. And don't talk about double crap and don't talk about like the DS crap version, the Super Mario Kart 60 crap. I don't want to hear it. All those games are terrible. The only one that's good is the Super Nintendo one. Yes. And that will destroy you, which is why we are doing a Super Mario Kart album, which is mostly recorded, but uh, I haven't had the time to finish making it, but <laughs> it's going to come out soon. So the one-ups have taken a break between Volume 1 and Volume 2 to do Volume 3. This break is for doing a tribute to Super Mario Kart, and it is called, drumroll, Super Mario Kart album. <laughs> Such an original and creative it- name. It took me three weeks in a panel of 17 people to come up with the name. Super Mario Kart album. It's perfect. Couldn't have been like one-ups off to the races or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and the cover would have been me on a horse with a sword. (laughs) But uh, it's awesome. And we did a music video, which I don't think any video game band has done yet. Like an official one. So uh, I'll just say it involves go-karts. Nice. (laughs) 
it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty tits. So I'm 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 excited. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to hearing it. I just gotta freaking get it done. I'm not lazy. I'm not, I'm not. I'm like I'm the only person that I know that's never been bored ever once. I've never been bored, but I just don't have any time because I'm busy working on working on my porn addiction <laughs> and becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> Those take up most of my time. Booze and women. Booze and women. Yeah. It kind of comes along with the territory when you play in a video game music cover band. <laughs> yeah, on, on, the, on the edge of being a rock star? Yeah, at the far edge. You can almost see the stage from where I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have been a fan of, of video game music for a very long time. And in fact, it takes up the majority of my playlist. And I've, I've had to defend that against a lot of people. Do, have you experienced that? No, because I don't tell them what it is. I just freaking play it. And they say that they like it. And I never correct them. So I'll sit there and like, you know, um, dude's parents are hanging out. And I put in an album that uh, has like Nesvartetten, which is the uh, group out of uh, Sweden uh, that plays only Zelda music, in a jazz band style. And uh, it's incredible. And I'll put on like, uh, you know, stuff from Final Fantasy piano collections and, you know, just find stuff that the older, you know, baby boomers are going to like. And they listen to it and they think, you know, it's sophisticated music and all that. I just never tell them, you know, or if my friends, you know, I got this friend, you know, who works at the pizza place and he um, is a rocker. You know, I just play a rocking ass tune from uh, Taru Man or you know, a great Zelda arrangement done by Vert or something, you know, and, and just let them hear it. And they might not place where the music is from, maybe how they remember it, or if they don't, they just think it's a rock and kick-ass tune. So I turned people into video game music fans without even letting them know it. Like, I dated a girl who was a, or who is a masseuse. So I put on, like, a bunch of, like, uh, Piano Squall and, and Klutz and Dishu and Xenogears Light uh, arranged album. You know, all this like foo-foo piano stuff. And she plays it and she's giving people a massage and they're asking where can they get the music. They don't know that's from it. So fudge them, you know? And I got no problem driving around in my Cadillac blasting the Mega Man 3 tips. I will friggin' do it. And then after that, I'll listen to Justin Timberlake. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I mean, I just love music. Be it from video game or not. Just very quickly, what, what year Cadillac and what style? It's a 1990 Cadillac Sedan DeVille. Oh, nice. I've got a 83 Sedan DeVille right now. <laughs> yeah, I like the style of the 90 and 92. I want my dream as a 92. I'll get one eventually, but this one just kind of fell in my lap. <sighs> I've got a really big lap. <laughs> it would have to be for a Cadillac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I don't even know what the question was. Oh, yeah, the, the people. Yeah, just don't tell them it's video game music. Just play something that you think that they would like. And if they hate it, ball tap. <laughs> or punch him in the tits, whichever. <laughs> punch him right in the baby maker. Right. Ow. Did you just say ow? Yes. Oh my. Alright, so I'm guessing you're very into the whole OC Remix website. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I had arrangements before they hit 100. I mean, I've been there for a very, very long time. So uh, uh, I was just there yesterday catching up on some of the recent stuff. Are you still active in their community? Uh, I mean, I've lurked the boards and uh, I mean, community, it's kind of like, what is the community? Is it people that enjoy video game music or people that only listen to OCR? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm still friends with um, David Lloyd, the founder and, you know, um, they still talk about me and I still plug them and, you know, it's all dandy. They are uh, David and um, 
Uh, oh, come on. Lion Tamer. What's his freaking name? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. It's too early. But they always put something up from a recent, my most recent project, whatever it may be. And, and it's been good. So it's awesome. I mean, I met everybody that I work with through that site. David, are you being electrocuted? It's not me. I think David just was electrocuted. Uh, possibly. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh. I'm here. Dang it. <laughs> can't get rid of me that easily. I try. Your ISP tries. But we can't get rid of him. So I was curious, what, what is the bad dudes? Because this is one I actually haven't heard of. Oh, the bad dudes? Yes. Bad dudes are um, dudes that are bad enough to, uh, to do whatever it is they w- want to do. So the bad dudes are, um, is my remixing troop, I guess. It's kind of like a clique or a gang. I like to think of it as a gang. Um, right here on my wall, I've got a picture of uh, me and Kunal. Kunal Majmudar, his name uh, goes by K-Triton. He's uh, a remixer. And then Ailshan, which uh, should need no introduction, but uh, Ailshan, the great guitar master of video game arrangements. And like we're all three in suits, like trying to hit people with lead pipes and stuff. Um, so we, we, we like pretend we're all tough and everything and then remix video game music. And, uh, the last thing that we did was Chronotorious, which was a arrangement album of the Chrono Trigger soundtrack and, uh, made a thousand CDs with the fold out poster and all this cool stuff and sold all thousand of them in less than two months. And now it's up on the iTunes and the band camps and the Amazon so and then we got another album coming out pretty soon. It's called Jingle All the Way. And it's going to come out here in the next few weeks for Christmas. And it's the most bizarre concept, I think, um, ever. Since our last one where we did an album called Thai Guy, which was nothing but Sagat arrangements from Street Fighter 2. So it was an album of 10 songs, all of which were the same Sagat from Street Fighter 2. Wow. But it's a really cool album, like not... Any one is the same, but uh, you can not get bored listening to it, even though it's the same tune. But this new one is uh, Jingle All the Way. And uh, it's, you know, like the little sound of when you die in Zelda mm-hmm. or like when you get an item or like when Samus shows up. Da, na, 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 na. We just took those and turned them into a full arrangement by themselves. <laughs> we just pushed the compositional the compositional quality of the what was there and try and stretched it out into an actual three minute piece. So it's gonna be weird. Definitely uh definitely weird. But you can find out about the bad dudes and download a whole bunch of free music, uh Castle Symphony of Night and the Thai Guy album and uh uh, uh we did like a Halloween Halloween album, you know, some other crap. Baddudesmusic.com. That's where you can get it. So that's the bad dudes. Have you thought of because I just Googled bad dudes to try and find the website, which it's kind of interesting because there's a video game called Bad Dudes. Yeah, that's where we got the name. Has anybody done any sort of arrangement based off of Bad Dudes? No, and that's company policy is that we don't. Because <laughs> we just we pulled the name from there and we put out our first album called the Bad Dudes EP. And there's no bad dudes music on there, so we're, everybody was really confused. And I kind of like it that way. It, it had music from like God of War and um, Streets of Rage 2, but there was no bad dudes music at all. Oh, it's granted, I've never played this game. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand, Andy, why you're you're so uh, upset by this. I don't think you've ever played <laughs> bad dudes. No, I know I have not. In fact, until recently, I, I didn't think that. In fact, I didn't know the game existed. And I can't imagine you did either. No, 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 I didn't. Okay. So I've got, a, I'm curious about this. It's coming from somebody who's actually done 
video game arrangements and I'm guessing made money off of this sort of thing enough to actually create one up studios. How legal is all of this? Like where where's the point of just taking the ripping the music straight to where you're at with complete different arrangements to everything? Like where's the legal grounds for this sort of stuff? Well if an album if um, if a CD is released of the music from the soundtrack in the United States and made available to the United States, then anyone can take a track. So let's say David wants to do a cover of a Celine Dion song. He doesn't have to get her permission or the people who wrote the song. He just has to um, get to let them know he's doing it and then pay, I think right now it's 0.08. It's like eight and a half cents per song. So if he makes an album and all of it's original except for one Celine Dion cover, he has to pay eight and a half cents every time he's or for every one he made. So he made a thousand CDs. So basically, he has to give Celine Dion eighty-five dollars for doing it. And uh, that's true for Celine. That's true for Elvis. That's true for the Beatles. That's true for OG Call No. That's true for Jeremy Soul. I mean, any any album. It doesn't matter that it's video game music. So you're doing these albums that you're going to sell and you pick stuff that has been released on a soundtrack, which any, any Final Fantasy has a soundtrack. Super Mario games, Zelda games. I mean, stick to the you know, stuff that is popular. What happens if, they're, if, they're, if it's not popular? If it's not popular, then it might not have a soundtrack and then you just fucking do it because nobody gets a shit. Because here's the deal. <laughs> These companies don't give a shit except for Square. Square does kind of give a shit, but then at the same time, they Square don't. Square publishes their soundtracks, too. Yeah, but you got to think about it like this. We do an album. It is a Super Mario album. It's two CDs of Super Mario arrangements. Let's say it's uh, 30 tracks, 15-inch discs. So um, there's a lot of other crap I'm not going to get into It's because it's boring, but it involves like length of time and, uh, you know, some rules that they're there, but it doesn't even matter because they don't care. So technically we owe them, let's say, um, let's say uh, $3,000 because that's what it added up to for all 30 tracks. And uh, we've printed a thousand of them. So we're going to, we have to pay them $3,000. There's no one to pay because they don't care. And if you think about it, how much money did they spend on the open bar at Game Developers Conference for one party? How much money did they spend to rent out the place, to pay the bartenders, to pay the union fees for moving equipment, to pay for the alcohol, to you know get people in? How much money was that? It's going to be you know upwards of 10 Gs. Yeah. They don't give a crap about the $3,000 that we owe them. And so we just stopped. We just stopped caring because it was so much work because all of our avenues ended up getting closed from like, you can still do it. You can still send the papers to the Library of Congress and pay the money and uh, I mean, pay like the, the filing fee because it's a filing fee with the Library of Congress it has nothing to do with the actual music. And then uh, the, it sits there, but the people never come and get their money. And it's really frustrating because all you want to do is pay the person. And it's like even Coach Kondo doesn't own his music. So you want to pay like Mario music. I love it. I want to do an arrangement. He doesn't get the money because he doesn't own it because the music was made as a work for hire. So the you know Mario theme is owned by Nintendo, is owned by a corporation, you know, because it was a work for hire as a part of the game. But and like I said, they just don't care. So we just stop really messing with it because I mean Nintendo Power, the Nintendo magazine is covering Metroid Metal on their community stuff. They actually put Metroid Metal into their magazine which is not paid royalties, which is an awesome band. And they're just like saying, this is awesome. Capcom does the same thing. Even Capcom reached out 
to the people and through OCR made the Street Fighter 2 Hyper HD Turbo or album or whatever the hell the game was. So many things. But the soundtrack was completely made by fans, remixes of the original music. So that's the long and short of it. So the, basically, they, nobody really cares except Square because of the Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, and even that, I mean, it's just, it's tough. I mean, in well, rare instance where somebody owns it, like, um, I actually cut a check to Yuzo Koshiro, who did the music for Streets of Rage 2. He was smart enough on the title screen for Streets of Rage 2. When you turn it on, it says the game is copyright. Uh, 1992 Sega, and then it said music copyright 1992 years of Shira. So he's always owned his music because he's smart. So I actually cut him a check. But we're like when we did Earthworm Jim, the one ups did Earthworm Jim. I just called up Tommy Tallarico. I said, Hey, can you use this? And he's like, Yeah, whatever. I don't give a crap. You know. <laughs> so he said, Whatever. So I mean, it's just stupid. It's all stupid. It should be. There should be a really simple, easy database where you send money and that should be it. Because that's the problem. And it's not like anybody starts a video game band with the point of ripping off people. Because every band that I've ever worked with, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm in so many credits for albums. Like if you open up the, you know, the book, my name's going to be in there. Because I mean, I've helped all these people because everybody has these questions and they're always coming to me and asking me and stuff. And then, you know, I love all these game bands. But, I mean, they all want to do it. They all want to pay, but there's no avenue for it. And eventually it will happen. One band has to get big enough, hopefully the one-ups, and uh, it will actually make enough of a stink where there will be some sort of, of, uh, op- of opening of a door. All right, now, also along the lines of legality, how, how much do you care about basically almost your entire album sitting on YouTube and such? YouTube, that's awesome. I, I mean, I put up stuff uh, on YouTube um, it's great because with YouTube, you have to be a real dork to know how to uh, just, you know, get the music off of it. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, I'm a dork. I can do it. But uh, most people, I mean, like I, I worked at a job where, uh, you know, we didn't have um, a CD player or anything, but we had unlimited access to the Internet and speakers. And so I would just go on YouTube and listen to James all the time, you know, listen to Donna Summer and Stevie Wonder and then might throw in one of the tunes off of my albums because people put it up there. I don't, I don't care about that. It does suck to see, like, um, you know, the unauthorized duplication um, up on torrent sites and stuff like that. But, I mean, really, you know, people make a stink about it, and I'm in the camp where, like, it stings a little bit. But, I mean, if you're going to steal something, you're going to steal something. You can't stop that. But uh, at least someone's going to hear it and they can take it and burn it to a disc and give it to a friend and, you know, be able to uh, share it. And that person might like it so much that they go out and buy a shirt and then buy a ticket to a show. You know, that's really what what matters to me, getting it out there, letting people hear it. It's always good for an artist to put out an album and sell it, but then give away some stuff free. I think that, you know, that's kind of how we're having to do it now with this this, uh, business of show, as Kevin Smith would call it. That's good to hear. It's always interesting to see what the, the, the side of piracy is from the artist's perspective rather than from our perspective of the consumer. Yeah. Well, I hear you guys always talking about uh, the old torrents and how you don't use them. And let me tell you, I know about them because I don't use them either. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. I, I... Linux distributions. That's that's And World of Warcraft is about the extent <laughs> of my torrenting. Well, Dave, we could actually use uh, Mininova now. Really? Are, yes. Mininova switched over to completely legal content. I, I believe I heard about that. 
I I have no idea what's on there anymore because I stopped going. <laughs> but Andy, why? It's full of legal content. Most of the legal content I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's going to be full of uh, a lot of probably indie bands trying to get their music out there. Probably. Yeah. What can you do? So Mini Nova went legal, uh, kind of preempting the fact that they're going to be the next target after Pirate Bay. Probably. Granted. Demonoid is still down. Yeah. It's here. Pirate Bay? Pirate Bay is gone. No, Pirate Bay is still there. They shut off, still there? Pirate Bay is I, still there. They shut off the trackers. Yes, but the site's still there. It's still getting updated. But they shut off the trackers. But it's still there, and it's still working. Interesting. Yeah. That's how I was able to uh, grab Stargate Universe last night, or so I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was there yesterday just to make sure that it still works, but didn't use it. And it still works, but it didn't use it. Right. Anything in particular you didn't use it for? Uh, um, I shouldn't ask that. The movie Big Trouble in Little China. No, just called Big Trouble. Big Trouble. It's a great movie. It's uh, one of the only movies. Well, I think it's one of two movies with Tim Allen that you can actually stand. It's a great. It's a great movie. It's made by the dude uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Who did a. Uh, Men in Black, and uh, it was like one of Zoe Deschanel's first flicks, and uh, it's just this hysterical movie. Did it also but have Johnny Knoxville in it as well? Yeah, and it just kind of flew under the radar because it came out. Um, well, it's got a scene where there's a bomb on an airplane, and uh, that came out at the very wrong time for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's not funny. I mean, it's been seven years, so it's funny, right? It's been long enough. Yeah, hysterical. All right, now, Mustin, I'm very curious. What was the last video game that you actually played? <sighs> like, new? Yes. That I've never played the, the most recent one. The most recent <laughs> new purchase for you. Uh, God of War 2. I think that was like 13 years ago. I don't think it was quite that long. But that, that's well, it was God a while War ago. II. Maybe, maybe uh, Contra 4 was more recent than that. Uh but then otherwise it's been ports. Like I got Chrono Trigger on the DS, but I mean, I've already played it. Final Fantasy IV on the DS. I don't know really counts, but I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. God of War Two came out two years ago. It did? Uh, almost three. Okay. March yeah, of 2007. Yeah. It's sad because that came out on the PS2. Yeah. <sighs> but it came out right at the end of the life cycle of the PS2. Yeah, which is, well, granted, I could pick it up and play it if I really wanted to because I still had the PS2. Yeah. What can you do? So, Mustin, where do you, like, how do you decide which songs to go for? Are, are you more of the classic 8-bit, 16-bit era music, or have you ventured into more modern stuff? I remember I saw something about, like, the Me Channel during one of the mm-hmm. Penny Arcade concerts. Mm-hmm. It's so- really just what I or we like, and uh, a lot of it is based on nostalgia. Um, but uh, we've done the God of War theme, uh, We Channel, Diablo, um, we're going to do some stuff from Gears of War and Halo. I mean, just it matters about it being something that we like, you know, um, and it's harder and harder. I mean, people keep telling me, do wow, do this, do that. But a lot of the stuff has just become ambient, you know, just I mean, it's still music, but it's just uh, it's not that, you know, Mega Man 3 soundtrack or, you know, something that has the really intense melody that people really recognize. So it's getting a little harder, but uh, there's still all kinds of cool stuff out there um, that I'm sure you know we'll get to. People have been bugging me about doing Little Big Planet, and uh, you know, this is just I'm just going to depend on what catches my ear, really. But yeah, most of it, I'd say half of it is from nostalgia, and then half of it is just something that I hear that I like. Okay. So I, was, I was worried about that when you started saying like music sucks now, and I'm just do what. I, from what I heard on that was some music now just in video games sucks. 
Well, there's always been music and video games that has not been great. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of the same thing with everything, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just kind of the way of the world. There's, there's some games stuff you that, like, there's stuff you like, and there's stuff you don't. Some games have great music that are terrible games, and some games that are great games with terrible music. Same thing with movies. Yeah, and entertainment. It's all subjective. It's all it's all entertainment. Well, we we probably should get. We have a long list of topics that we we need to move through. Uh, for instance, though, uh, I remember playing this game. Andy Mustin, did did you guys play Red Alert Two? I did, and uh, might be playing a little something from that pretty soon. I have it, because I remember I got the Red Alert 3 pre-order, and it came with Red Alert 2, but I have not played it yet, because I still haven't gotten through Red Alert 1 yet. There, If I recall, there's a super weapon in Red Alert 2 called the Iron Curtain, uh, when you play yeah. as the Soviets, and it, it grants temporary invulnerability to your units. Uh, only armored vehicles. It, it kills infantry. Uh, and someone at DARPA, I, I guess, thought this was a good idea, because DARPA has tried to implement their own. <laughs> I kid you not, they called it the Iron Curtain. It is an active protection system for vehicles. Nice. And it is, if this video is to be believed, it is absolutely amazing. Wow. DARPA's Iron Curtain active protection system. It fires, it uses radar, optical sensors, and some other secret elements to detect projectiles. It then destroys them right before impact, creating an explosion, but one that is much less harmful to the V. Oh my goodness gracious. The, the video is a demonstration where they drive a lightly armored Humvee and shoot four rockets at it. <laughs> and the Humvee survives. Oh, awesome. DARPA is, oh, speaking of DARPA, today is the, red, uh, the weather balloon test oh when they they put out the 10 weather balloons yeah that's today. across the country the the prize to see if anybody can find them all i i forgot that was today i should see how that's going on with the mit group there's an mit group for this yeah. now yeah there's an because there's a there if you're able to find all of them with their gps locations or i think like a picture of them or something like that like you'll win yeah. a certain amount and so like there's a group at mit it's actually created, like, as their base of operations. And if you actually, like, find one of these, like, you'll actually earn part of the prize pool. Well, I, that was, I guess, I think that was part of the idea behind it as an incentive to work together. But it's also, um, they actually have, like, a, a system set up there where you can join and then you can give people your, like, a unique URL to follow you to help you out. So if they find it, like, you'll get part of the it's a whole reference system. Nice. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how that all turns out. But man, DARPA is crazy. They'll pay 100,000 people $5. Hey man, five bucks is five bucks. Mustin, what's the, what's the price of the volume one and volume two right now for the one-ups? Uh, eight ninety nine, I think, on Bandcamp. I love Bandcamp. Go to Bandcamp because it's a better deal than um, iTunes and Amazon because you can listen to the entire album in its entirety. <gasps> entirely. You can? And... Uh, it's uh, theoneups.bandcamp.com. That's T-H-E-O-N-E-U-P-S.bandcamp.com. So you can listen to the whole album from anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. And then you can download it, and it's at least eight ninety nine, which you can give more if you want, if you feel like it's worth more. And you pick your format. Uh, MP3s starting at like 192. They don't have 128. MP3s up to 320, variable or not. And then um, Apple lossless format or AACs or uh, FLAC. You can pick your format that you want to download. Yes, So it's really cool. Yes. My entire audio um, 
system is set up as FLAC, and I actually uh, basically run it through a converter to put it on my uh, my iPod at a lower quality, but on my computer system, everything's uh, FLAC. Well, that's where you can get FLAC. And then plus the one-up studio stuff is there too at oneupstudios.bandcamp.com. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome site. Let's you listen to the music in its entirety, which is cool. I'll have to remember that. That's the, that's the always annoying thing with Amazon and iTunes. It's like, okay, 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it works for us because if you go there and you listen to the, um, you know, this Castlevania tune and you go back and listen to it again later and then you'll just be inclined to say fudge it and put down the 89 cents and buy it, you know. I mean, if it's just a sample, you might just listen to the sample and be done with it. So I like their, I like their model on that. Let people listen to the whole thing, for God's sake. Decide if they want it. Another thing you could... Uh watch for free, listen for free is YouTube. But now uh, YouTube is actually thinking about setting up streaming TV for a fee for TV shows. How would that work? Just be a subscription where you pay to buy the YouTube TV stuff, right? Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah, I think they... That would be interesting. I think they're kind of going with the iTunes sort of thing where you pay two bucks an episode to watch it. Yeah, but the the issue with YouTube is that you can download it behind the scenes. Maybe it's yeah. some sort of DRM encryption or something. There'll probably be some new way, but I'm sure it won't have any effect on the other stuff. I mean, it it is Google, so if there's any company that's going to figure out how to do it, probably yeah. that. Yeah, Google is crazy. Just got there the the open. They got the new DNS. And I was just like trying to figure out what to do because I got this problem I still can't figure out where like if I go to my address bar and type something, I want to just search for the and go to the first thing like Home Depot. Yeah. But uh, my computer is not letting me do it. It, it was uh, using my IP, ISPs. I use the thing Cox is what we have, which is a stupid name. Cox, Cox Communications. And uh, it goes to there. Sorry, we can't find this. Do you mean this? But on my computer, you know, elsewhere, my old house, you know, I just typed it in the address bar and it just went right to it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, my parents have that with Verizon, where if I would type that in there, it would come with a little like Verizon. I'm sorry, we couldn't find the page we're listening for. Do you yeah. mean one of these things? And they're all What's like the sponsored results. It's it's 2009. I shouldn't have to type www. I shouldn't have to type type .com. Just freaking go. And some of it does and some of it doesn't. But anyway, I found out about OpenDNS, so I tried that. But it does the same stupid thing. And then I set up the Google DNS, which just started. But it still like shows like the OpenDNS thing. So I don't know what the deal is, but the, the Google DNS is 8888 and 8844. Oh, How'd they get those ISPs? I don't know. Crazy. But it's Google. They're Google. <laughs> they can get whatever ISP. They, they could probably go and say, we would like 192.168.1.1. <laughs> Screw up the entire world. So I'm not sure what the Google DNS is doing. But I, whenever I type something in, I've switched over to the Google DNS and it's still goes to the open DNS. Open DNS. This, is, this is after I've you know, uh, reset the router to factory belts and everything. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm freaked out. I don't know if they're piggybacking or what. And uh, I still haven't read the privacy policy thing, but it's supposed to be like they're only going to keep your IP for 24 hours and then the rest of the information is going to be um, saved, but only like in a regional thing and not specific to an area. So I don't know. Kind of like their, um, their locator thing, right, which is only like three blocks. They know where you are, but they're not telling everybody else. Is that right? For uh, latitude? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you actually can tell other people where you are. Right, exactly. Uh, within about 30, 40 feet. 
So okay. Google is basically going to know if I if I put the Google if, will Google know every single website I'm going to technically then if I use the Google DNS? Yeah, but only for a while I think. I don't know. Like I said, I have to finish reading the, the only for twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, and your ISP will also know where where you. Well, been. yeah, my ISP right. always knows where I'm going. It's you can't get around that. Can and you? Google. You could encrypt uh, it. Yeah, yeah, you just bounce it around between Russia and China and my house. Okay, so using Tor and then basically going at dial-up speed, then the ISP yeah. won't know? Theoretically. Okay. If they're really good, they could probably still follow it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't put it past yeah. the ISPs to do that. Yeah, not when their name is Cox. <laughs> we had an... Was was it the attorney general in Michigan here, Dave, was named yeah, Cox? Yeah, Michael Cox. Yeah. I think it's Mike. Mike Cox. Sure, it's not Hugh? Hugh Cox? No? Small right. Cox. Pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, I love Google, but they're scaring me. The Google well, phone. They're trying to make an own phone. Is that right, Google phone? Well, this has been a rumor for years and years and years and years. Well, they it's been it's been more prevalent since they bought uh, Gizmo Five, which we actually talked about a couple weeks ago when they bought right. Gizmo Five. So now they basically have if you have Wi Fi, you don't even have to go outside of Google in order to place a call anymore. Yeah. Because if you have the 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 because the Google VoIP stuff with Gizmo Five using Google Voice and such, if if I'm on my Wi-Fi connection, I don't have to have I don't have to you go have outside to of Google. Yeah, right now, okay, yes. If I'm on the if I'm on a cell phone network, yes, I have to use their data plan. But it's still it's coming closer and closer to where Google will own the entire pipe from beginning to end. <laughs> They're fucking Skynet, man. I'm telling you, they just. They're, they're nice, though. It's fucking weird. It's creeping me out, dude. Like, this Google phone is supposed to be... I mean, HTC's going to make it, which is cool, because... Um, it's a good company. Yeah, I want a friggin' hero so bad. Um, so I guess maybe I'll wait and see about this other one. But uh, just making friggin' calls... I mean, I use Google Voice, like, every day. Every day. Uh, for texting, it's so awesome, because I just use my keyboard, you know? And I got a sweet number, uh, which has my name in it. Nice. Yeah, that's so, what that's what I was doing for the while. I was trying to figure out which code, which like number was in my area code that would be four low as the last four digits. Yeah, but uh, mine's in Delaware. I don't give a crap. <laughs> but uh, I got four Mustang, which is awesome. Nice. So uh, Google Voice, man, and this phone, if it works, I'm totally all about it because it's HTC and it's Android driven, and I will be all up in it. I I really. I, I still can't see at this point Google making a hardware phone. Like, oh. I, I I don't see the purpose. They've got Android. I don't know. It's something to be said to compete with uh, with uh, iTunes. I mean, like you guys talked about it. It's, it's uh, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. And once they get going with this phone business and uh, their own OS, then it's just Skynet, baby. It's just <laughs> over. It, it's kind of I mean, weird. I don't, I don't have the. I mean, the iPhone, you know, like it does a lot of cool stuff, and I just, I'm not sold on AT and T, and I know it's coming to Verizon, but they suck too. I'm on Sprint, I love it, but uh, I just, I, I don't know. And if it was a Google phone, I'm there. I'm outside, camped out, even if it's a 24 hour store, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get it. So as long as, well, I don't know what network it's going to be on. I'm, well, this freaking exclusivity crap is killing me, man. Don't do that. I mean, I know you need to make money, but it sucks. 
it should be up it shouldn't be about the provider it should be about the actual hardware man and i mean if iphone was on every freaking thing then everyone i don't know it's a long rant about business and things that can't be changed until until the comet comes or i don't know which whatever's going to happen i don't know my dad's comet that's going to destroy life on earth and put us back into the the before google B, bg <laughs> which is i mean this is like know, future calendars are going to are going to mark 1998 ish as the uh, <laughs> the new start. Yeah, the the new messiah. This, yeah, it's gonna be BG and AG. <laughs> I love it. Sign me up. So, Andy, tell me about the the Farmville lawsuit. Um, so I don't play this game. Yeah, Andy, tell us about it because I know you're doing it right now. I'm not doing farm, farm your crops. I I do farm town, not Farmville, but they're basically the same thing. Oh. Um, but these farm games, town is for the distinguished gentleman, I guess. Yeah, farm town has a, a bigger community. I don't know. Does no, farm town have a bigger? No, does farm, farm town does not. Farmville has the bigger community out of the two of them. Uh, and country story is just way back there. Yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> But uh, of course, I, I want to say here and now, these games do not hold a candle to Harvest Moon. <laughs> I never played those games. Yeah, I, I remember making lots of Harvest Moon uh, references my first time basically out on the farm in Farmtown. Like, oh, Harvest Moon sort of thing, but not. I don't have to worry about relationships and... Falling that was asleep completely an optional part of the game. Completely optional. It's like the only way to get any of the good endings is to have to have a relationship. Yes, but it's completely optional. <laughs> but I want good endings. I don't want bad endings. I don't want endings where I die lonesome and alone except for these cows that are keeping me company. <laughs> but you have the cows. Bestiality, Dave. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, anyways... Okay, so in these games, there are ways you you can earn coins in games, but then there's also basically like dollars that you you only earn by gaining levels or by using real money to to pay for these and buy them. So you you can it's like the whole real money to virtual money currency sort of thing, right? But there are also options that you can do on the bottom, like oh, if you join up for Netflix and try out their service for a month, you'll get X number of dollars in game. But there's a bunch of those other ones that are kind of like, oh, you can get an Xbox 360 for free if you do all this stuff. And so people are basically falling for um, some non-legit um, scams. Mm. And so there's now a class action lawsuit against uh, Zynga, the company that does um, the, the, ads. the ads and everything. And it seems there... Um, in some industry sources are estimating that the annual revenue is from 100 million to 250 million per year. That means Zynga has potentially obtained 33 to 84 million dollars per year from consumers responding to special offers it promotes through its games. So these free offers are earning them millions of dollars a year, but they're basically just kind of conning people into things that they shouldn't be in there for. Like the, it's yeah, like they, oh, you, if you get a ringtone, it'll sign you up for like nine dollars a month or something. Like like that if you download one ringtone <laughs> yeah they're bastards yeah what, what's up with the link okay so on the site you know all right podcast.com if you click there on the link for this topic it goes to uh what is this valley valley wag what is this picture of this dude like looking off into the distance 
I I don't know. Look at him, man. He's like he's like thinking about his life and what it's going to mean now that Farmville is being sued. Like this uh, guy, look at his face. He doesn't have anything to do with the dadgum article. This is hysterical to me. Well, that that's um. Because Facebook was named to this as well, so that's uh, whatever. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's Zuckerberg. Oh, look at that! But still, okay. So this guy, like, yeah, look at him. He looks like he looks like Facebook is going to go down in flames because yeah, of like really. I, I was flipping through through all the tabs, and I'm like, that's not the, the right article, is it? What? You <laughs> <laughs> like could the, have a picture of Farmville. The picture has nothing to do. I mean, yeah, Zuckerberg, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Sometimes you just—it's—it's it's the internet. You need to have a headline, and then a main picture, and then the article. It's—it's it's like yeah, the three. Could have main... used a picture of Farmville instead of this guy. Which does it even say that it's him in here? Uh, at nope. the very bottom, it says that the <laughs> pick is Zuckerberg. Yeah, at the very bottom. Awesome, awesome journalism. <laughs> I love. It. So yeah, Bellywag, good job. Oh my goodness. Another crazy thing here. EA is launching a prepaid debit card to earn points for EA sports titles. So remember what? how remember how there was the WoW Visa card where you yeah. could earn points for months of WoW? Um the EA has starting up a prepaid Visa debit card that um will earn you points towards new EA content. Uh. What content is there in EA games though besides like the the rosters? Well, you, you can, can buy your football player in New Jersey. Yes. Yay. This is I this is crap. New Jersey, new stadiums, <laughs> you can uh, Who is going to use this? Wait, wait, but that means that there are stadiums and jerseys that are not included in the game? In the all-inclusive games? Yes. Hey, microtransactions. If you this, can This seems like bullshit to me. <laughs> it is bullshit. It's stupid. Who is the who's the who's the demographic for this? The, I hate sports games. The only sports game that's good is Super Dodgeball. Throw balls at people. Throw balls at your friends. I mean, that's freaking great. All the millions of people who buy Madden every single year over and over again. That's who this is targeted at. People, guys, if guys can think, oh, man, if if I can pay for hot dogs and beer at the football game and that will actually get me towards Madden next year, rock on. Woo, this makes me want to cut off my own legs. I just, I, I'm disgusted. I, just, oh my goodness, I just can't. There's, the, there's even other companies that do that. It's like the Open Entertainment Network, GMG Entertainment, and Income. Even there's, I guess there's one even for iTunes now, where you can use a prepaid Visa card and earn points to buy iTunes music. Well, that's at least somewhat smart on some weird level. I mean, at least you're getting something. I mean, when you friggin' buy a dadgum jersey or something in a friggin' game, I don't know, man. If you get a song, like, you can download friggin', you know, Carmina Burana, and, like, you're listening to something like a history, you know, but, I mean, downloading a virtual gymnasium or some crap, I don't know. I, I want to shoot it. I want it to have a face so I can break it. <laughs> this this story, I want it to have a face so I can break it. Please. But even think about it. Even the even the jerseys are going to be gone within a year when the new Madden comes out. So you're you'd be buying basically a temporary item, not even a f- like something you can keep and use over and over again. Listen, if you're listening to the show and you think this is cool and you want to buy it, just send me your money because you're wasting it anyway. Just send it to me. I will buy a hat. I will buy some pizza. I will take a picture of me eating the pizza while wearing the hat and send it to you. At least you're going to get something that won't go away in a month. Ooh, Thank I, you. Could could you could you sign it? I to, could sign it to to the ass hat 
So yes. I, I would like to point out, if you're going to do that, could also just go to our front page and click the donate button. There you go. Since our, our, IS, our host bill is coming up. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Somebody. Just do it. Help us. So we don't disappear like Google Gears. You know what you guys need? You guys need a prepaid Visa card. <laughs> when people buy stuff, right, Andy, that's, that's your new it. mission. Uh, while I dig through the code and try and get your comment system up, uh, you go contact the, the CEO and CFO of Visa and try and get them on as guests on the show. Do oh, it. Okay. Put that. Write that down. <laughs> so wait. So if people spend money on Visa, will earn points to put towards Pay our for bandwidth your bills. Guys, yes. <laughs> that's right. It's the new Donate Visa. <laughs> it makes more sense than this daggum sports shit. It makes me want to poop. I'm all for it. I'm all for getting the prepaid visa. Is it going to have your faces on it? I won't get the card unless your prepaid card has your faces on it. I, I think we could, if everything else went through, I'm sure we could arrange that. Good. Did you see this guy who took, um, like, there are, there, are some, uh, like, there are some credit card companies that let you do your own stuff on your cards? Yeah. This guy took the Zelda Hyrule um, Triforce awesomeness and actually got it onto his actual credit card. It's freaking awesome. Nice. So he's got like a Zelda credit card that's totally not licensed and totally just slipped through the cracks. It gives me a huge boner. <laughs> well, that's what you get. There's probably somebody who's like going through the pictures, but they didn't know what the heck that was. They thought, oh, this right. looks nice. It's not goatsy. <laughs> it's, it's a triangle with wings. Okay, let's do it. Click. <laughs> Oh, so cool. Or very well could have been like, holy crap, someone wants to do Zelda. That's awesome. Click. Yeah. It's entirely possible. I would. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting fired. <laughs> like, uh, we can claim we just didn't know it was a trademarked image. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I like it. So Google Gears, as Andy had started to say, is sadly uh, discontinuing development. Why? Because it was, I'm not sure how the order went, either that Google thought it was a good idea and so they implemented it, uh, or the, the W3C saw it and saw Google doing it and said, hey, that's a great idea, let's build that into HTML. Oh. So HTML5 basically has Gears in it. But HTML5 isn't out yet. Uh, it's coming out. Slowly. Firefox 3.5 supports it. Yes, but when is Firefox 3.5 coming out? Andy, Firefox 3.5 is what I'm running. Out. Is that what Fake. I'm running right now? It yes. is. Failure. Let's see. About Fake. Oh, Firefox 3.5. You're right. I, I keep on forgetting which version of Firefox I'm running anymore. If you think Firefox 2.0 and beyond, it's just they all blend together. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> Oh, so does that mean I'll be able to have Gmail download automatically? Uh, yeah, eventually. Whenever it gets finally implemented completely right. throughout it's, the internet. It's in, la- quote unquote, last call. Okay. So it, it's in like the, the final stages of development, HTML5. Sweet. There are sites that use it already. They should put your faces on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help speed up production, I think. Yeah, our faces and your music, that, that's what we need. Yeah, it's kind of like, work. A, like a jib jab sort of thing. I'll write some HTML music. That would actually be interesting if you had like a an algorithmically generated song based on a web page. It could happen. It would sound Mozarty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, based on like whatever tags are in the page, it alters the tune. That would be cool. I was sure just thinking someone... of just something that's based off of the old dial-up noises. 
Oh, I've heard that. I still get nightmares of that. I've heard some electronic music that has used that. I I like listening for sounds, and I I'll recognize a lot of sounds. Like these movies, man, they always use the same scream. Oh, yeah, Wilhelm the, scream. Yep, it's been in there for it, years and years. It just it freaking takes me out of the movie. You know, I'm just like I hear it, and I just I stop thinking about being entertained, and I start thinking about sound design and how much it sucks that they keep freaking using the same thing, but. Yeah, the, I heard the dialogue stuff. Or the, the, in the movie trailers where they kept on using the, the theme from Requiem for a Dream in movie yeah, trailers know, right? over and over again. That and Carmina Burana, one of the two. Friggin' they, movie trailers, man. I'm so mad. They, they, I want to make laws about them, like serious laws, like going through. I want to alter the Constitution to say that trailers can't A, suck, and B, give away the ending of the movie, and C, all of the above because I'm so tired of seeing a movie trailer that is ruining the end of the movie and that just shows you the whole movie it makes me very angry I think I should be in charge of this uh, movie trailers thing so if you guys could put your face on that that'd be great the, the trailers are yeah because I mean like I went to go see the um, paranormal activity and the trailer gives away the ending and it's just really stupid why did they do that who thought that would be a good idea Let's put the ending scene from the movie into the trailer and give it away. Somebody woke up and said that, and they took his piss, and they brushed their teeth, and they went and did it, and they ruined three hours of my time, plus all this time I've spent bitching about it like a little babe. I think you, you've uh, given them too much credit. I'm not sure someone like that would have brushed their teeth. <laughs> yeah, old stank breath. So anyway, what were we talking about? Um... Electric. How about 10 things that mobile phones have, have made completely obsolete? That's a, that's a good Watch thing. To, clock? Yeah. <laughs> uh, phone boxes? I love how they call them phone boxes and not phone booths or pay phones. Pay phone. Phone boxes. Phone box. Is that from the UK? I, I, uh, it seems to be. That oh, looks like a, Yeah. Look, it's an article button. Hello. But yeah, if it's, it's like my phone's got times on it. I, I could use my phone as a travel alarm clock. We don't have a landline phone here. I do have to say that the digital camera ones, though, uh, I'm not sure about that one. Cause well, it, it does say, camera? or will make. Yeah, it will make, because, I mean, the the uh, Hero has a 5 megapixel. Yeah, but you, it's pretty nice. You compare that to, like, the, the Canon 5D? Well, I mean, that's a fucking professional, man. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, it does say compact digital cameras. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about point-and-shoots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, there's some pretty pictures. Come a long way since, you know, old days. <laughs> really, really crappy phones. <sighs> Terrible cameras. Andy, how are we, how we doing on time? Uh, well, we should hit the random topic. All right. Too bad we didn't get to a lot of the nice things. Well, Comcast we and NBC are some stuff for next year. LED lights, it seems, are actually really good. They're just still really expensive right now, and they can't get past 40 watts yet. Once they do, I'll be all about buying LED lights. That's about it. Okay. So, <laughs> random topic I rolled ahead of time. Um, this was one that I do believe Kate posted. Uh, corsets. Nice. Corsets. Yes. Corsets. So what, do we just talk about them? I've never worn one. I've never worn a corsets either. They're, I, I'm not going to answer that question, but I'm going to say that they're awesome. Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, female friends who, who really enjoy them and think that they're very good, fun. Hopefully but, they're uh, not like the, the crazy corsets where they like squish your waist down to like 18 inches or something like that. Well, that's the point. Remove your lower ribs. This is the precursor to the brassiere and the uh, girdle. 
Mm-hmm. That's all it's doing is trying to make a nice little shape for the guys to look at. Ugh, I hate or anything with the other there. girls, I suppose. Yeah, all those hot lesbos out there wearing the corsets. But yeah, corsets and what a lot of fun to tie them up and then untie them. Untying them, I guess, is the best part because that will result in hanky panky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's such a good thing with our nerdy demographic for some reason that usually encompasses people who like vampires that girls like to uh, wear corsets. Yeah. Them and then the femdoms and that's kind of scary because I don't want to have my wiener whipped. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> I I really don't have anything to add to that. It's a pretty nice little summary of corsets. I don't understand how they're connected to vampires, though. That's my... Well, it's the whole goth, the gothic kind of thing. Ah, so basically like the, the older, not Victorian era. Would it be Victorian era? But, yeah. Yes, they, they were used extensively in the Victorian era, but uh, they're looking at the... Uh, like the really thin leather ones, usually. Yeah. For for the gothic look. Never been a fan of leather. I'm more of a lace. <laughs> oh come on! You know you're wearing leather ass chaps right now. Oh God, no! That'd be horrible. Horribly awesome. I I own one thing right now that's leather, and that's the the Indiana Jones jacket that I got for Halloween. That's it. I have a uh, chair in which my ass. Is sitting right now. They're just leather. Okay, leather chairs. Those are nice. Leather Damn interior right. for the Cadillac is nice. Gotta believe it. It's like driving two couches. <laughs> I don't think I have any leather clothing at all. Were you anti? Well, maybe a, 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 a belt. I think I have a leather belt. Leather belt. You got a leather belt. Girls are wearing leather corsets. I'm happy because your pants are up and they look hot. <laughs> so I'm sold. All right. All right, Mustin. Before we go, is there anything that you, uh, anything you want to plug? Let's let everybody do anything else you want to plug. Oh man, there's so much. Well, it's the One Up Studios, OneUpStudios.com, and then there's my band, the One Ups. One Up Studios is the label that puts out all this stuff, like the Bad Dudes, which is the BadDudesMovie.com. Uh, internet, awesome, super micro star, uh, Beefy, who's a nerdcore rapper. I like MC Fun a lot and stuff. He, uh, I'm doing an album with him. I think I did like half of it. It's called With Sprinkles. Going to be some awesome music, um, nerdy radness. Uh, you can find him at beefiness.com. And uh, I like this CD that I did a while back, and it's kind of found some new life on the digital domain. Go to chicoray.bandcamp.com. C-H-I-C-O-R-A-Y dot bandcamp dot com. And listen to Chico Ray. It's like if you like um, if you like Jack Black and Adam Sandler and really messed up stuff like that. And if you really, really messed up, you'll like Chico Ray. Like the first song is called Shitting. And uh, it's a beautiful guitar duet. Uh, and then the background is Chico Ray taking a shit with my $1,000 microphone in the bathroom. And the moral of the song is that even two beautiful things can come together and create shit. So it's like this really awesome, like, moral book, a song book with these songs. And uh, it's just a, worth a good laugh and a download. Check that out. And I think, well, that about covers it. I mean, there's an upcoming one-up album called Super Mario Kart album with uh, 10 tracks of Super Mario Kart's music and a music video that's going to hit the YouTubes uh, hopefully later this month. So, uh, yeah, and Mustin.net if you need to find anything. <laughs> All the stuff that I'm talking about, you can find from Mustin.net. There we go, and I, I can't wait to see this music video. Are you guys going to have any lightning bolts in it or no? 
No, we opted to not do any um, CG stuff and just kind of keep it on the wheel, but it's still entertaining. I, I did see a, a picture of it. I think it was on the one-ups with uh, the drum kit yeah. and the go-kart course. Yeah, in the middle of the go-kart course. It's going to be fun. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, it was a blast. Definitely a blast. All right, thanks, man. All right, you guys still put your faces on it. Will do. Thank mm-hmm. you.